Welcome, friends, to Tagged Up the Podcast. What about video games and beer? It's episode 314. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. I'm back. Hello. Hey. We're here to drink some beers, talk about some games, as we do every single week. Um, Adol, why don't you kick us off with your uh, beer? Ah, so this is where if we had if we had better production, i.e. talk to each other about what things we were doing, I might have drunk this beer last episode because... Okay. I'm drinking ah. the Stout Brummy from Birmingham <laughs> Brewing Company. It's a salted caramel almond milk stout. It's 5.3%. I debated um, drinking it because with Lucy last episode when she had uh, a BBC beer. But it was just like, I think that this stout will just mask the previous beer, which was a light uh-huh. pale ale, mm-hmm. uh, too much. Um. Da, da, da. Uh, so first of all, thanks to um Joel and Verity for sending me a box of BBC beers with one of these, and then a variety nice. pack of Brummy beers uh, as a thanks for taking pictures at their wedding. Um, oh, which I was just nice. doing because I was there, and I better you know shared it all, and it was just very nice of them to do. Um, so thanks, Joel and Verity, um, and, and they clearly talked to Jess, who told them that I really like salted caramel, because it was like, variety pack, and then this one on top. <laughs> yeah. Like, aha! <laughs> so, this is obviously the, um, uh, the podcast beer. So yeah, yep. 5.3% salted caramel, almond milk stout, uh, it says, what makes a stout brummy? Caramel's, caramelized British floor malted barley, additions of almond milk, caramel, and salt, a thick velvety body with caramel sweetness and a salty finish. It's a three thirty mil can and again five point three percent. Nice. Uh Lucy, what are you going to drink? <laughs> I need some friends who'll send me beer. Um <laughs> jealous of all you lot with good friends. Um I'm drinking a beer. I bought myself. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh it's a beer from Overworld Brewing up in Scotland. It is a mixed fermentation nipa. Um mm. It says on the can, you see, this is the kind can that I like. White writing on a <laughs> dark blue background. Clear as day. Um, nice. It says on the back of the 440 mil can, which is 6%, uh, a soft foundation of malted wheat and flaked oats with layers of tropical and stone fruits from mosaic, citra, and sabro hops. Seen a lot of sabro. Mm. Another one here. Um, a mixed fermentation of London and non-traditional yeast in a quest to free more hop flavours. Okay. Uh, it packaged on 9th of February, so recent. Nice. Good. A month ago. Relatively fresh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a nice kraken. Oh yeah. Oh wow, that is a nice kraken. Yeah, I mean Scotland's what? full of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's else is in those? On lots, the land, walking Jesse. around Glasgow, just like, hey, <laughs> yeah. how's it going? Um, cool. I am drinking a dare. Uh, it's called a Roots to Remember. Um, an IPA brewed with a Vienna rye and dextrin malt, finishing sweet to push the juice. Dry hopped with Galaxy, Sim-O, I think that's a bit of a typo there, 
Simcoe and Big Secret. <laughs> Top notes of mango and peach are backed up by a light, sweet pine and berry. Uh, it mm. is 6.5%. Obviously in a, a big old 500ml dare can. We will crack these open. I've noticed having cracked my window that either someone's outside burning down the giant pine forest that lives behind the house oh. uh, or they're having a, a glorious smoke outside and it's just made me incredibly jealous of, uh, of the lovely waft that I'm getting in through my window. So hopefully there's a little bit of hop, a little bit of dankness on this beer as well just to uh, to get me in the similar kind of mood. Adel, uh, we'll come back to you for the Bromley Brewery Caramel Salted caramel stout. Mm. Mm. Uh, it poured with a bit of head. It's basically all gone. Um, good, good lacing though. Oh, it smells. Oh, actually, I can smell a bit of that almond. Um, tempering the the sweetness from the caramel mm. notes there. It's actually quite a light nose. Um, but I am I'm getting hints of the caramel. But I have to kind of dig. It's not like it's like wafting up sweet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Definitely can tell it's a milk stout. Mm-hmm. Um, you got like a little bit of sweetness that's not sort of the, the 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 caramel kind of coming through. Yeah, just just and it's got a a bit of a velvetiness um, as mm. well. Um. Oh, I like how um burnt the stout is though. The malts are quite um like yeah a little burnt roasted. Um, and then you're getting that's working really well with the almonds um i um one of my like back when i had a movie night in calgary that i hosted the like by far the number one uh most popular snack i had was the my tamari roasted almonds oven roasted almonds with tamari on them um and um that the the almond and the roasted are going so well. It's reminding me of that, even though obviously mm. I don't have any of the tamari. I have salted caramel instead, but like it, it definitely has almond and roasted melding together, which I wasn't expecting from the flavor text or even the description. But it's really nice. Mm. Good. Such a relevant man. Sorry? night with uh, toasted almonds. Some of us have all the talent. I will say the salted caramel's there, but it is a bit understated, um, which I kind of like because it, it makes sure that this is a stout first. Mm. You know, sometimes you get these like, ah, oh, we've added these things. And then you're like, it's a this thing drink, also a beer. This is a stout. This is a stout mm-hmm. with some roasted malt um, backbone, and it's a milk stout. And the almonds are hiding in with the roasted flavors, as in like they're melded well. And it's salted caramel. It's like a like addition again. It's all really well blended. Such that if you hand it to someone, they might not immediately be like, "Oh, it's a salted caramel beer." Like, like you could easily see those flavors, but they're not the main part. The main part of this is a, is a milk stout that's a bit more on the roasted multi side. Sure, really excellent beer. Yeah, good. What good. movie would you pair with it? What movie would I pair with it? Uh-huh. Oh, that is a good question. Rear Window. Mm. It's always Rear Window. Doesn't yeah. matter what the beer is. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That's not a bad idea, actually, because I was thinking, 
something older, like a classic, and then my my brain went to like westerns and like Fistful of Dollars, but those I think this is a little too heavy. Like 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 mm. it's a nice roasted multi stout, and I think I wouldn't want that with mm-hmm. um this beer. But where window is perfect, right? It's it's an older time <laughs> period. It's it's like sedate because obviously he's stuck in his apartment for most of the film. Um, but it's dynamic. It's interesting. It's got all these things going on. You know, the madness, I guess, is the almond. Yeah, I like it. Um, but yeah, no, so, something like mm-hmm. a rear window would work really well. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I was going to say Look the birds. Mm. <laughs> too frenetic, right? Yeah. I mean, very frenetic, but it's, you know, it's always it's looking at the sky all the time. You need something to mm. ground it. Grounded almond. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, what's yes. your beer like? Uh,. It's very orangey. Mm. Solid block of orange, very opaque. Heads dissipated, um put a really nice uh like one and a half finger white head like last time, last episode. And yeah, lacing on the glass is quite nice, but smells great. Um guy hmm. What is that smell? It's got it's got a little bit of fruit, a little bit of citrus fruit on it, but it's something something else, something that smells. It, it, this sounds bad, but something smells like synthetic on it. But it's a nice synthetic smell, <laughs> you know. And it's like, oh, I, well, oil isn't synthetic, but you know, when you like smell petrol, and it's like this is bad for me, but it smells really good. Yeah, I love. Yes, absolutely, I love the smell yeah. of a petrol station. Mm. It's, it's brilliant. But there's something on this that. Only 10, but, 15 years left before that. It'll be outlawed. Completely. I'll have to just get me kicks from sawn timber on building sites. That's the yeah. other thing that gets me. Oh, that is a timber. good... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it smells like a very... Um, maybe it smells like a wooden cabin. Mmm. Mm. Something... Or a new build. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> it's just like fresh paint or something. <laughs> this sounds awful. It's got a smell to it that I really like, but... Can't put my nose on it, but yeah, getting a little bit of citrus. Having, but having to really stick my nose in there to smell. Right. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. There was mosaic in this, wasn't there? Yes, can definitely taste the mosaic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really nice. It's got a really nice soft mouthfeel, like really easy, really. Really pillowy. Nice. Mm. Just, just like coats your tongue and just like, ooh, ooh. and yeah, you got this nice, nice burst of fruit as well from it. Like tropical, I think they said tropical and ooh, citrus fruits, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm probably picking up more on the tropical fruits, but yeah, even though this, the aroma was a bit subtle, it's like, completely different in the taste. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Ooh, that is very, very nice. Yeah, getting a lot of, a lot of, it's like, just before the last, like, bit of the taste. Like, just tons of mango. Tons of tropical mm. fruits on, um, just before it, you know, that pine and that little bit of bitterness just comes in at the end. But yeah, I, I, 
I'm drinking I'm drinking a lot of it because it's like okay I want to pick up on all these flavors because it's such a well balanced beer there's a lot going on these three hop hops in it but uh, I I'll just end up drinking it all <laughs> if I do I'm just gonna chug it all back. I don't even want to pick this apart because it's no. I just want to drink it. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, let me let me one more sip and I'll final thought. We can talk about a game after that, so you know it might just (laughs) slow you down a a little bit. Mm. Yeah, orange mango. Yeah, just like just just like the ripest orange that you get in just just sink your teeth down into it and like all the juice just mm. just bursts out it's just fruit it's so fruit forward even more so than the last beer I guess but um on the last episode but oh this is such a good beer such a good Nipah nice I I I, 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 I I that's all I can say it's really really good I'm pretty blown away by it so far and I it think is. it's an octopus not a kraken but um I choose to think it's a kraken. That's fair. Because it's a, a, a kraken. is just beer. a big octopus, isn't it? Hey. Or a big, big squid. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I'll have more thoughts at the end. I'm just just loving it. I might just sit down and just... Yeah. Go is on, that, talk about it, your beer in two Well, as a, as a final like, note, is this, is, this the f- <laughs> is this the first bit you've had from them? I think so, because I'm... I'm pretty sure it, well, it is, yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Not one I've come across before, I don't think. I can't even remember where I bought it. Um, but I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going to find out where I bought it and go back. Oh, this is really, really good. Good, good. Sorry, I'll Sounds stop great. There. Um, evangelizing it there and let you talk. Yeah, coming to the day, I kind of almost, uh, from what you were sort of... Uh, um, saying about your beer i kind of almost expected a similar thing from the from the day at least from their flavor text from what they were saying you know a, a sweet juicy sort of flavor but again kind of being balanced out with something like vic secret and uh and a little bit of sort of galaxy in there to kind of i suppose give a bit more of a piney kind of finish but the nose is incredibly light there's not much on there at all but there's almost a like a sweetness, and I know it said in the flavour text berry, and there is almost like a sweetness in there from a from a berry more than anything else, like a like a lingonberry or, or or cranberry or something like that, something not incredibly sweet, um, but something that's just lifted a little bit. And then in the flavour that does also come through, but it's kind of masked in flavour, but not in feel. Like, it feels incredibly sweet. Like, the back of my mouth, the front of my tongue is, feels, like, cooler than the rest of my mouth. Like, it's almost like mm-hmm. there's some sweetness here, but all of the other flavors are kind of beating it back a little bit. And there is mm. a little bit of, of, of slightly slightly riper mango, not, like, super sweet kind of mango in there. There is a little bit of a piney touch to it. But, again... Not that big. Like everything in this is quite light and it's mm. not a very big beer. It makes it incredibly easy to drink uh, without it having any big kind of punchy flavors to it. It's all like, yeah, this is very simple. Let's slosh it back. Um, 
uh, just to describe sort of the beer, it's, it's almost as orange as yours, Lucy. Maybe not quite uh, as orange. The, the the head dissipated really quickly, laces to the glass quite nicely, but it looks very, very similar to yours. Um, but I'm just, I'm kind of flawed with a, a day of beer being this subdued and mm. light, really, that they've they've got something that is even at six and a bit percent, six and a half percent somewhere. Yeah, six and a half. Um, feels much more sessionable, um, you know, for, through that s- flavour being so subdued. Um, it's got a sort of a medium body to it um, in, in sort of the mouthfeel, but it's it's a little bit refreshing. So it, it feels a lot lighter than it is, or that the, the, the ABV would suggest that it is. Um, mm. And I'm kind of going back in quite a lot. It's, it's, it's very... Not very dry, but it's quite dry, and it's dry enough that the flavour fades quickly. Uh, like the previous polys, like a lot of those flavours faded quite quickly. With this, it's almost everything that mm-hmm. fades with it. There's no lasting finish to it. Um, and again, that sounds like I'm uh, um, ragging the beer for not having a lasting finish, but actually, it because everything else feels quite sessionable about it, it makes sense that it doesn't have a really big tail to it that it wants you to go back and you know get it down you yeah um closing thoughts on my beer mm. closing closing thoughts um i think i figure out what that smell is it, it i think it's just like the pininess of it that's mm. why it's like you know said like a woody cavity it smells like and like synthetic it smells like when you open up like IKEA furniture for the first time, it's got that like really powerful smell that smells like almost, <laughs> uh, you know, ungodly and like. But it is just like okay, it's just natural wood that I'm smelling. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's not like any off flavors like varnish or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's 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 just a lot of that pine and yeah. Um, it it's just it's it's just so big on flavor. I mean, the last nice. year, unless uh, last episode. That was like four point seven, and that felt like, you know, as much flavor as like a six percent beer. Whereas this six percent yep. beer feels like, okay, it's got as much flavor as like a double IPA, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's just really bold and in your face, and it's it's great. Um, nice. I wonder if they nice. like dry hopped it because you're getting a lot of that fruity flavor. On it, so I'd be interested if they had. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But cool. Yeah, now that I've um, calmed down. <laughs> well let's see how calm you remain um let's talk a little bit about tunic um i know we've got, i think i think we've got some very differing thoughts uh, My name's Lee. on this yeah. <laughs> lee's definitely got some differing thoughts having uninstalled the game twice i think uh now yeah. um, i'm i'm absolutely loving tunic i think that this game is doing some incredibly good things um tunic is a an adventure game um it is a i suppose it isn't an isometric, isometric um yeah. view uh yeah um and it's you know it, it, it's it's kind of speaking to me as someone who inc- really enjoyed death Store last year mm. um it's got a lot of similarities to that very different vibe um it it, it does it is almost like a zelda like in terms of um 
sort of the vibe like, that it has, the tone that world it has design. to the, to the yeah, exactly, exactly. But I know we might talk sort of maybe lightly touch on things like combat and, and stuff like that, but I'm finding this maybe not quite as difficult as a lot of other people in the discourse are kind of talking about. I'm getting through it at a reasonable sort of pace. I haven't had too many sort of stumbling blocks and I haven't bashed my head against the bosses as yeah. many times as kind of other people have. And to be clear, neither have I. It's just yeah. that I think the combat is a bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's one of those where the term and we'll we'll talk more about this after a little bit of a tuning discussion. The term sort of souls like um mm. is is kind of bandied around a bit too freely at the moment with games. This isn't a Souls game. Yeah, there's, there's kind of elements of it, but it's an adventure game, and Souls took adventure yeah. game elements rather than adventure games like, taking Souls. It's like everything, sort of every open world isn't a Breath of Wild thingy because Breath yeah. of Wild wasn't the first open world. Yeah, I know, and it's really. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll get in this in the later part of the conversation about Zeitgeist, but yeah, it is it is very infuriating, infuriating. But Zelda is. To say it is a Zelda-like, that isn't, you know, um, a rote kind of, like, description, because it's, like, it's very... It's a clear influence, and it's very... Like, that's where yes. he even wears, like, a green <laughs> tunic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Might as well just yeah. have pink hair at this point, and be called <laughs> Fink. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, continue I, then, sorry. It's, so there's a lot of about this game that's very very familiar um and it's got a language that is easy to pick up to it as well it? And, yeah does i it? think it has i think it does no yes. I, I i i'm i'm smirking at your use of the term language given <laughs> one of the coolest quirks of the game um which we'll get to later i didn't mean uh-huh. to derail you yes yeah. no i okay, i know what you're gonna say but uh, game language, play it, play language i i don't think it does okay um, I think you played I've Death's played, Door. No, 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 I've played a lot of games, so I love what it's doing with with mm-hmm. the manuals and the languages it speak, and um, and unlike all these little clues and stuff like that, I think from I just think from an accessibility standpoint, it's got to be god awful. If you're just looking at how do I mm-hmm. do this thing, how do I swing this sword, or how do I jump or roll or whatever. I can see how that would be immensely frustrating and not kind at all, but I'm just I saying mean, that from someone, you know, yeah. from, from another perspective. I can sure, see that yeah, being immensely frustrating. I, and yeah. Especially for I a game th- that looks like this and you just think, oh yeah, it's this cutesy little game about a fox. It's going to be welcoming mm. and stuff like that. Because from all the demos that I played of it, I didn't even know it had this like other, you know, figure out the manual I mean, thing itself. But yeah. it's like... I'm just saying that I can see from a different perspective why that would be infuriating. Mm-hmm. So I think, <laughs> but I love it. Worth, yeah, <laughs> I think clear. it's worth talking about that now. Then to mm-hmm. to to not um, for those who don't know, one of the collectibles you get is pages of the manual, and they're given at a pace where if you went through a playthrough of like going through, looking around, exploring, and getting a new. Uh, or needing to use a technique or getting a new tool to your arsenal, you get a page that sort of hints about it. But, of course, Uh the manual is 
got so you're you're collecting pages of manual you can hit a button and look at it and that like one of the pages is like a map of the the first sort of area you're in and that's really great um the manual is mostly in a different language mm-hmm. some made up uh yeah, symbolic yes. language. A, a runic, a runic language oh. of some sort, right. um, and then you know things like you get your first flask if you're doing a souls like idea, but like your your first health potion, which um, when you collect those, every time you go to a little statue that resets all the mobs, you reset all your flasks as well. That's the souls like part, basically, oh. it, and you collect runes that you can call a bank at your save points which is not actually dark soulsy because you have to spend dark souls runes it doesn't all quite work mm-hmm. but it's that's why people call it a souls like i think i call it, it a castlevania like. yeah. <laughs> yeah but um but so so things like when you get the page that talks about the health potion it's it says health potion and then it has a description in this other language and but some items which you may have picked up or may not have picked up yet don't like have you know it's an instruction manual so there's like picked up like i like like drawings of like this is what this yeah, looks like, like little infographics and and, and yeah. stuff to, to sort of uh, that looks yeah. like it would assist you yeah but like so one of the things that like because i've been playing elden ring i've learned what iframes are um just now i'm yeah i'm just being mostly okay. facetious all right but like <laughs> But like, like in the manual, it actually has a diagram of your role on one of the early pages, and it mm. says, you know, moment of safety. I think moments of safety or whatever. Or it even says invulnerability here or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, ah, yes, these these are the iframes. So you, if you roll into an attack, you'll be okay so long as dust is around you or something like that. Basically, the beginning of the roll is the safest part. Mm-hmm. The end of the roll is not safe. But, like, the manual tells you this. And, like, that's really cool and, like, trying to figure it out. Also, the manual has pen markings on it as if you, um, which which is the the really interesting gripping thing for me is this sort of manual thing. And also, when you look at the manual, I don't know if you guys have done this, but I can't remember which stick it is. But you'll actually drop the manual and you'll see an 8-bit monitor of where you are in the game. Yeah. And I was like, that is <laughs> one of the good. nicest touches mm. I've seen yeah. in a game. It's, a it's almost time. like it zooms out of the game and takes you yeah. to the manual, which you would have it, physically in front of you. Yeah, yeah you are definitely holding it and mm. you, there's there's some writing it's... on it. It, it but, makes me want a a physical copy of the game that has an actual manual. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I I don't know how you access different pages. Maybe do it like yeah. in the old Lucas Arts games thing where you have to solve a puzzle or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it but it, so, it's it's really neat and so very I think nostalgic that, in that. Mm. Yeah, but I think that nostalgia is also key <clears> to what the thing that you, Lucy was talking about before, which is like why we're all okay with it because we grew up with games with shitty manuals or no manuals <laughs> but like you or you never read the manual and you had to figure things out yourself or you got the game a copy of the game lent by somebody else and they yeah exactly they just gave you the cartridge and didn't give yeah, you exactly. the box and the manual yeah and i say this because like that lack of frustration on i don't know what the heck i'm doing like it felt very much like playing an early nes game and kind of being like, ah, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Like, learning to run. I learned to run yeah. before the manual told me, but not by very far, yeah. right? Um, and it was well, actually... I learned, I learned how to run when I picked up an item where it's like, this looks like that thing in Zelda. 
can, I'm moving faster now. Yes, can yeah. I run? It's like, yeah, I can run. <laughs> um, honestly, I learned to run based on the fact that uh, Lucy said that she had many levels of Elden Ring before she realized she could run. And I yeah. was like, can you run in this game? And I played. I'm like, you can run in this game. Um, <laughs> Didn't like, take me 90 hours. To yeah. But like that's <laughs> that's that type of ex- experimentation is kind of what's needed because even with the manual pages, they're obviously not all like they're not super informative in certain points. Mm. But, like, some of it is. Like, telling you you're invulnerable at the beginning of your role is super informative. Mm. Um, have, but having to pick, find the page and pick it up is, again, one of those things where I have built in me. I always explore as much as I can to the point where sometimes I play games in a probably really frustrating if you were watching way, which is like, I'm going to backtrack for five minutes because now I have this sword that lets me get to that area and even though the game wants me to go here, ah, what if I, it'll be a long time since I go there? And by the time I might forget, and I think there's a chest there. And like, it really rewards that type of approach. Absolutely. Which is where you get like several pages that aren't like on the direct path of like, hey, I'm following these signs and the, now I'm the doing optimal this thing. path of, of, of yeah. yeah, being able to run through it very quickly. Oh. I, yeah, I, I really. I, go on. No, I was just going to say, I think it's neat how this a lot of games with the instructions like sometimes you know with the lack of manuals and stuff like that sometimes developers want to build that in you know to, to match the game or, aesthetically yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that and but this one building into the actual mechanics of the game is just really unique it is and it it also i i think just from the sort of the level design of it as well and the idea that there's lots of little shortcuts um, lots of hidden shortcuts as well. There's tons of stuff where I'm like, I'll, I'll suddenly be like, oh, I can go behind this wall and then walk around here. And if I loop back around here, I get to this point. That would always have been open. Had I have just gone down there, I would have got to this point yeah. much earlier than than I have done. It's, it's it's great. Just the developers holding up two little fingers, completely to you and saying, "This was here all the time." But also yeah. in the <laughs> manual. There's lots of little hints, and if you like, if you open the pages of the manual and you really explore it, and you're looking and you 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 really delve into that, you can see lots of little extra bits that mm-hmm. don't appear kind of because of that isometric view, especially when the map is a kind of a front-on almost down looking kind of view yeah. of the map when you're in that isometric view you don't see a lot of these things and they've done really well at being able to hide a lot of these little shortcuts and i think it's got me then looking over the manual going mm-hmm. what else does this have is there some kind of arg element with this manual especially with the scribbling mm. the, the little pen notes in various places extra little icons which have been kind of added in pen and things I'm, I'm i'm studying this map quite a lot or the the manual quite a lot just thinking what else has this got to kind of give me and when yeah. i see a you know a, a a a manual page in the world to pick up kind of elicits a little bit more joy in me than getting a new item or you know suddenly yeah. being like oh yeah. now i've got the item which allows me to um target and then uh, uh fire out not quite a slingshot or a hook or something too zeldery but you know, Tunic's version of that, which is like this little squid thing, which grabs around, yeah. which is great for pulling enemies towards you. You saw, you saw that in the game, but it's like yes. it, yeah. 
even knowing that, even having that information just from like playing video games, it's still exciting to actually get that item. Yeah, and yeah. Then it's not just getting that item and just using it in that one, um, like you know that very specific mechanic. It's like oh, I can drag enemies closer yeah. to it to me, and it's like that makes long range enemies are much easier to deal with, and everything seems like it has you know more than one mechanic or utility. Mm-hmm. Um, developed around it and that's it's real cool yeah yeah absolutely um i think we'll probably return to talk about shooting yeah, kind yeah. of uh when we've all got to a you know when we've all finished with it basically whether we end yeah, whether I, we get um, to the end of it or not whether we, when we're finished with it we will kind of discuss I'm it again i know lucy you're quite a in. distance through aren't you i'm nine hours in and okay. i was like rank two of six friends i was like i bet ben is number one so yeah <laughs> like Oh, am I? Yeah, I think you're like 14 hours in or something. Am I? Well, uh, yes, but I did leave it open. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a, there's a chunk of time, like a working day that I, that it was on, which I didn't even think about. Um, so yeah, I'm probably at a similar kind of time to you. Um, I was on one of the, uh, one of the bosses in like this trifecta and it's like, the second one is like, okay, I just, I got him down to a sliver of health and died. <laughs> which one? Which one have you done? I've done the uh, the big. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for Dill or anyone else. Uh, the big, the big, the big stone. The, the shield guard. Is it the shield guard? No, I've, I've I've done him. I think these are the early night. I've done one in the east fortress. Yeah, with lots of legs, which was very easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, just I've just got up I've just got to that one. <laughs> That, that's Very where I've just got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Elden ringed the hell out of him by just going right underneath him and took me two t- two attempts. Um, <laughs> there's there's another one where it's like uh, I I try I think it's like I tried twice or something and it's like okay I'll probably come back uh, when I've got a bit more magic. Um, yes, yeah. There's a, there's I there's found... I I've I've also had that same uh-huh. experience. So this guy's easy enough if I can just drag him towards me eight times. Mm, yep, <laughs> yeah. If you've got enough magic to be able to do it, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and each yeah, of these kind of bosses have various kind of tactics um, uh-huh. to them that uh, you know. Again, he's... that's very. I think that's why people say souls like. But it's like, I mean, have you uh, have you played a Zelda game? Yeah. It's all like it's, it drives me nuts. But like, uh-huh. yeah, everything needs to be a roguelike or a souls like. Apparently. It's a, it's a good point to jump into this um, this sort of further conversation uh, on it, and um, we'll start off with Adol. What what what's the reason you decided to play Tunic? Uh, I decided to play Tunic well because I needed a break from Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> slash, that's I wanted, why I played it. <laughs> yeah, and and by that I mean I was like, uh, I had a couple different spots that I was like. Oh, I, I'm like, you know, my hands are tired. I'm not doing things well as well as I was at the beginning of the session. I switched to another spot. I'm still kind of having that difficulty. And also, it's just like, I like this game, but like, I don't want to live and breathe it. Mm-hmm. But I am enjoying playing games. What else? And so, meanwhile, in our on a Discord, um, Lee, Lucy, and Ben were talking about Tunic and talking about it in obscure ways that like. I attempted to talk about with Lucy on Elden Ring, but Lucy's way further in the game and doesn't give a shit about builds or anything. So I was like, oh. Talk about index to me. 
get out of here. No, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Yeah, because I think that's that, fair. Like that's what yeah. I, I I was playing ninety hours of Elden Ring. I didn't tell anybody because I yeah, was like, I don't want to tell anybody about this game. Yeah, yeah I didn't but, know you but were like playing it the I conversation was there. Anything. And then also the Besties uh, podcast uh, have come up with like a new secondary series, which is the Resties, where the McElroys aren't part of it. And it's talking, and they did an episode uh, on Tunic, and I listened to a bit of it. And as soon as they mentioned the manual, I was like, ah, stop, (laughs) I'm just going to play this game. I don't, and they were like saying they weren't going to be spoilery, but um, I, I just... They always are. That's why I don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. It's like, yeah. People, and it's nothing wrong with it. People are just so damn, damn excited about something they love. And it's like, you're going to talk about spoilers. It's, it's mm-hmm. natural. But it's well, just like... And I just but I, what I liked is because you guys were just sort of talking about being in the game. You guys were talking about generic stuff like boss and combat being kludgy and whatever. And then I was like, oh, there's something more to this game. I was already about to like just boot it up like if um to be honest like we got our code for ond um like the morning of my stream and if it wasn't that i was gonna just stream the first couple hours of tunic because mm. i was like oh well i haven't played it what's it's a first look um because i was excited about it and then the and then to have the um the podcast uh sort of pile on on that which is like oh this seems like a gem and because there was bits that were so basically i want to talk about like the pressure of the zeitgeist and like playing a game but also the fact that like there was a uniqueness like about discovery in this game that i didn't want to wait around for because i felt like it was only a matter of time before i would learn too much about it and even Mm -hmm. i have talked like we've talked about the manual in a way that might be spoilery for a listener sorry I get it, right? But, like, that's one of the reasons besides, like, oh, you guys are playing it now, and, like, you're finding frustrations and glee, and that's interesting, and I want to be part of our conversation, but also the greater internet's doing the same thing, and I don't want, because this seems like a a special layer, it's not just another sort of Zelda-like, I don't want to know all the things. Uh It's kind of what happened to me with Hades, right? It was like I started it later, Mm. and none of it was a surprise. It was still a great game, is anything about that game a surprise, though? Is there any big revelations? I thought the ending was just like, eh. Yeah. No, but I meant, like, the, like how... How sexy everyone is. Well, yeah. how well written it was, how many different but voice, like, narratives I, things. I don't think I don't that think ruined the game. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. it. I could see if I had played it without knowing that, I'd be like, this game is fucking amazing how have they continued to surprise me with more voice acting oh actually i want to go for a run and look for this person to finish their story versus knowing that everyone had a longer story like just the facts Mm. of like hey you're gonna make friends like you can choose to make friends with these people and they're gonna you you will level up your friendship in these ways and there's things you need to do with these things like it's all became mechanically apparent through conversations about it that i think if i had but I think played that, it that organically. But would you have played it organically without hearing that though? Well, so that, that's the that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to talk with the zeitgeist because yeah, yeah I don't know because like I don't really like roguelikes that much, generally. Yeah. Uh, so like Hades was fun, but it wasn't like if I didn't know how great it was, I might not have stuck it through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing with Tunic for me. Like when I played the demos. Uh, I think the la- latest one I played was last year. 
Like, I had no inkling that any of that kind of, like, map mechanic was in it. Because I was just like, okay, Ben, you're going to eat this up because you like some basic ass uh, <laughs> isometric uh, games if you like Death Saw and, you know, not a lot of depth in the combat. You will love Tunic. You will eat wow. it up. And I was like, I'll probably get around to this later. But when I went, oh, right, it's actually got some cool exploration and perspective things going on. I was like, yeah. Sorry, Ben, I had to. Death Saw is just okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair but, so that's yeah fair. it's like I I needed that to to push me over the edge but after mm. that it's just like okay I'm going on complete you know blackout with you know like like Elden Ring when people say oh yeah this is actually like accessible and like really you know um, open and one of the best games ever made uh, which I completely agree with uh, that was enough to cross me over the line and then after that I was just like yeah, cool. Because I was like, okay, I'll listen. I don't really want to hear about Elden Ring every week, but I won't mm. skip a-, a podcast because it's like I don't care about the game, and I'll just hear whatever is in it. And then mm. I was like, oh, actually, this, I'll I'll try it out, and probably the best twenty pounds I've ever spent. So <laughs> using rewards points, so I was just like, I'll 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 give it a go. And yeah, now I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to hear about this game. And I think people. Not not us, but I think people get very caught up in the zeitgeist and people are like, I want to play this game now, I want to, I need to pre-order it, I need to buy it, and it's like, just, you can chill. I think people, like, think, okay, the game's out now, so I have to play it now, I have to be part of the conversation now. It's like, no, just enjoy it in your it's, own time. It, it's yeah. part of, it's a, it's a strange way that, um, the... A kind of idea behind like review codes and things has happened as well, right? Loads of review codes these days for games, maybe not some of the bigger hitters from say like PlayStation and stuff, but loads of review codes go out on the day of release or, you know, Mm. um, a week or two, a few days before with then the embargo being Mm. on release day because the, sort of perspective in terms of how people consume stuff has shifted a little bit. And we're talking about, you know, Elden Ring has had coverage for the X amount of weeks that it has been out for. It's not, hey, everyone's talking about Elden Ring this week. Now we've moved on to the next thing. It has stuck around. Other games kind of have come and gone a little bit quicker. Something like Horizon Forbidden West, which, you know, they... We're talking about maybe about a week before its release, they hyped everyone up, and then it kind of hasn't been spoken about anymore. Yeah. Um, whereas Elden Ring codes went out, you know, not that long before it released to lots of outlets, so they didn't have up much coverage before its release. That becomes part of the conversation and part of the discourse around it suddenly if people are talking about a game for the first time who you read their reviews from or you listen to their thoughts on podcasts and things and they're like you can play this right now it's much more impactful than being like oh yeah this is out in like two weeks time for everyone to be able to kind of but take in so it's and that's why that's why i wait because like Things hit fever pitch as soon as people Mm -hmm. can talk about things with embargoes and stuff like that so that's why it's like, okay, we fell in ring. Okay, everyone's saying it's the best game ever made. I'm going to wait until the dust settles and see genuine criticism about it, you know? Same with 
you know, things like Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, it, I, I think I'm, you know, I've been going for too long. And it's like, I know what I like. And it's, some things will sway me if it's like, okay, not my typical genre mm-hmm. or something. Or if mm-hmm. I just didn't have my finger on the pulse and it wasn't on my radar. I can be swayed, but usually I like, I know what I like, I know what I'm going to play. But if it's something that's like so highly, you know, recognized and it's like, okay, maybe I could be interested in this, I wait until the dust is settled. Because yeah. holy Christ, I'm never going to get an, a, it's stupid to say, but objective opinion from somebody, the, you know, the week the, or the, even yeah. the month that something is out, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's sort of what happened with me in Elden Ring, right? Like, between Steph and you and all of the, like... I didn't say shit about Elden Ring, to be clear. <laughs> no, I mean, you said you liked it. I Did bought I? it. Yeah, I you posted, definitely I posted it. that I put, like, 70 hours in it, and Ben was like, is that Hitman 3? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was before you hit 70 hours. I remember having the conversation, and it was, and but it was also, like, part of it I'm for me was, like, I did archives. feel the pressure of learning too much about it but honestly it was like enough people said i've had this for a while i've played tens of hours this is F- from soft's most accessible and best game and i've always like courted around those games mm-hmm. and never really played them and i thought yeah you know what my my entertainment budget can go to this game this this time around and but i'm still like a to few be fair, weeks behind, right? I'm going to say I didn't tell you anything about this game and take all the credit for it when it's your game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I I'm, I'm you glad you didn't give details, right? That's the point. It's like uh-huh. what you did say was uh, when what a lot of people were saying is like ex- exploration is amazing in this game, and that's what I um yeah. and like I am struggling with knowing there are wikis out there because my like completionist brain is like, you will what if I missed a thing? And that's fine. And in fact, what it means is I'm now like like pretty like by the time I finished the second area uh, before the first main boss because I went um, I went south first. Mm-hmm. Boy, was that area just a piece of cake because I had been I've been like looking for everything to make sure and i'm sure i've missed things but i've been looking around Mm -hmm. pretty like as much as a fine-tooth comb as i can because i'm like what i like this place i want to learn more i've picked up all these weapons i'm not not using because i like the kind of play style i've found but i also found like or i also found a random staff that seems really op Um, because when i got teleported to the wrong side of the map i was running around and exploring and like that's great. And sure, there is an optimal build that I'm missing. Don't do it, mate. Don't I do don't it. care. Yeah. Like I think I think this is a game that I might want to play a second time as more of a strength like big fucking strength parry build because right now I'm more of like a sometimes spell mostly dodge roll. I forget yeah, to equip a, a shield. Coward. Coward! I'm I don't even use I'm, a shield, Lucy. Coward! What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm. I'm up there. I'm. I'm like you know. The, the infantry, I'm not. And you're I'm like not, this mage at the back. Just like, I am. No, 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 Lucy. I think you misunderstand. The spell I use is a short range spectral <laughs> sword. You're so I need the game to use. Wrong. I need to like be in melee range. <laughs> I need to be in melee range, but I can't parry them. 
sounds like you need to min max your building <laughs> on Wikipedia. Yeah, apparently. that's what it sounds like. To me. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's so many ways. But that's what. I, I, but yeah, I it's like. Great. I'm stumbling around, and I'm liking that, and like. Like so now I went back to the, I went to the first castle to fight Godric and I just cheese like I just killed that that mini boss at the gate first attempt no eat no problem <clears throat> I can't even remember who that is Margit <coughs> oh him or do you mean yeah who's who's the I the haven't killed the main the boss Godric oh yes Margit I'm yeah, on it on my oh, way right, but yeah. the thing is there's like mm-hmm. multiple paths through the castle and I keep mm-hmm. getting distracted because I'm like oh wait but I saw a thing there and I'm pretty sure I can jump off that ledge and so I, and I keep hitting banishing knights which sometimes I don't kill successfully and then it's like oh great now that 5,000 runes I gotta go find again or whatever so it's 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 a nice balance of mm-hmm. I'm not getting frustrated and I know I could I know the path through this I know the path I haven't taken that's probably the, the like primary path, but I'm still happy even if I'm dying twice and losing all my runes. I've I've made mm-hmm. my peace with that. I'm happy just exploring this giant castle map because it's interesting, yeah. and I'm pretty sure... And, like, yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, an item! And I work really hard to get to the item. It's like some hunk of flesh I'm never going to learn what to do with. Great, cool, whatever. Yeah, Let's keep yeah. going. Yeah. Love it. I, I do enjoy I, yeah. how a, a conversation about the zeitgeist of why we, you know, <laughs> potentially why we're playing about it just led to us talking about Elden Ring. Yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, you'll, 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 after you finish, you know, running around with zombies and robot dinosaurs, you'll, <laughs> you'll run around with the Eldritch Horrors in this game. Well, uh, uh, my final kind of point on this sort of uh, zeitgeist conversation, like, I, I, I've held off picking up. Elden Ring, absolutely. I yeah. don't have the time for it right now. But everything that you're saying, you don't have the time saying, for it. Yet you have Dying Light and Horizon. I, mean, I haven't, I haven't played Dying and Light for like fourteen hours, <laughs> ages. And you have a family. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it's 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 one of those where I'm thinking, right? Uh, uh, I I enjoy Souls games. I, I really like Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. I really like Dark Souls. The first uh, Dark Souls. Uh, enjoyed Bloodborne. Um, they're sort of that'd be my top three Souls games, kind of at the moment. That from everything that you're saying, I would enjoy Elden Ring. I'm like, yes, yeah. I absolutely no re- would. But as you say, like, there's no reason on earth unless you think that you're going to die in the next five seconds to get to it now. Exactly, exactly. And I can live through yeah. both of you for yeah. you know for the moment, and I still get to have these. Like listening to other podcasts when they're talking about Elden Ring, having had these conversations with you, I'm like, I know what they're all talking about. Like, and you know, having a knowledge of sort of Souls games and things a, l- a little <laughs> bit as well. I'm like, yep, I can live vicariously through my friends who are playing this game and listen to other people conversing about this. Like, I understand this. Mm. I know what this is going because I am still part of this conversation, having mm-hmm. talked about it with you two um, on here. So it's and if you yeah. have a memory like mine and you get spoiled on something, you'll forget it like a week later. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can still go in blind. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's a bad memory. Yeah, <laughs> drink yeah. more. Drink more. Forget more. <laughs> um, should we finish there for this <laughs> week? Yeah, and jump back into on my bad health um, advice. <laughs> <laughs> jump back in and just finalize and talk about the beers that we have uh, drank. Adel, I think you kicked us off 
with yeah, uh, uh, with your beer. How did you enjoy it? Um, I really like it. The burnt um, notes faded a bit and um, allowed the um, sort of the milk stout to come out a bit more and the sweetness. Um, the salted caramel, honestly, is mostly on the finish, which I kind of like, which is why mm-hmm. I was kind of stopping at it because it was just like nice robust milk stout with these almond, a little bit of almond um, sprinkled in. And then as that faded, you got that salted, you got that caramel, um, which was just a nice way of letting it finish alongside some of those burnt notes. But like it just sort of waves in near near the end of the taste. Uh, really, really enjoyable. Could easily have another right now. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy, how about yours? Yeah. The, what's it called again? Mixed, it's just called Mixed Fermentation Nipa. Mm. So bold it is, I don't even need to call it anymore. Yeah, yeah no name. Um, Done. Yeah, I, I had a Flanders Red Ale and a beer from, I think it's Neville Beer Brewing mm-hmm. in Holland. They do uh, saisons with, you know, wild ingredients. And I was like, now it's going to top these. And to be clear... This doesn't top them either, but okay. it's like, yeah, it comes down close. You know, nice. it, it's just a, re- it, it's it's a really good take on the Nipah style. Just very fruit forward, very, you know, very fruity, very <coughs> full, very nice, silky body to it, and yeah, just knocks it out of the park. It's a really good beer. Good. I'm gonna look for more from them. Um, great can art too. The Kraken slash octopus. <laughs> Perfect. Scotland are killing it. Nice. Um, I'm I'm going to go the opposite way from from the two of you and say roots to remember is not a path I want to tread down again. Mm. Um, it it's it's it started off well, and it was giving me very you know light. Notes, a little bit of sort of, you know, light orange squash, um, a little, a touch of kind of dankness, a touch of pininess, very, very sweet sort of, um, berry in there as well. But as it kind of, excuse me, as it sort of sat on my palate and the more I kind of drank it, the more it started to feel a little bit sort of like sickly. Mm. And that the combination of those flavors was just a little bit too, um, like soured sweetness almost, you know, mm. it's, it's kind of trying to be a little bit earthy. It's trying to be a little bit kind of piney. It's still trying to maintain a, not a juice bomb level of sort of sweetness, but, uh, some kind of sweetness, um, mm. but combined with this more like piney kind of note towards the, the 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 sort of the second half it hasn't quite worked it's sort mm. of um it's 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 kind of well if it was 330 mil i'd have probably been fine with this but yeah it's mm. just outstayed it's welcome just a little too oh, much too um it's uh you know strange from daya um yeah i've they're they're going more in that direction for me mm. to be honest like their beers mm. are just feeling falling off like when i said scotland are killing it i'm thinking like overtone and yeah you know these guys it's just like 
Yeah, even Polly's that you had last episode. Like, mm. They seem to be creeping up to the standards that they, I dare say, used to have. Still, mm-hmm. sometimes have. But yeah, um, I, I, I know it because I just don't automatically pick up every day I can. <laughs> I see <laughs> anymore when I go into the beer shop. I'm like, hmm, let me pick up an overtone. What are they called? No, overworld, <laughs> overworld, overtone, or an overworld drink. <laughs> <laughs> Too many hours. Scotland's Scotland yeah. beers. Scotland, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, hopefully hopefully it's just a an anomaly and Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, hopefully. Yeah, we've had any, many day mm. of beers on this podcast and you know yeah. don't think so about it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about Daya and their that that move, their switch to kind of more earthy um beers over the last year mm-hmm. or so roughly and i think maybe still... they've uh already had their day oh hey. <laughs> what a wonderful note to finish on sick burn um, <laughs> <laughs> if you dear listener want to talk to us about the beers that you've been drinking or the games that you've been playing you can do so in lots of different ways you can go to at Tanked Up Cast on the social medias. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know whether you've been enjoying any days recently or any new breweries that you haven't had before. You can also go to outoflives.net to look at all of the things that we do, see our beautiful faces on the video version of this podcast, or just listen to the audio over there as well if you don't have us in your podcast service of choice. But you probably should... And whilst you're there, you can rate and review and do all of the things that the podcast service will let you do. Or go to Outlives Network on YouTube if you consume your media in that kind of way to see the beers that we've been drinking and see our faces. You can also stick around on Twitch at all streams every Tuesday, almost every Tuesday, a first looks. Um, in the previous episode, we talked about Ond or Onday or Onda, whatever. Ond. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, sorry French people um, yeah you can see that that'll be up that'll also be on the YouTube at some point uh, you can get me at Nova underscore 47 Lucy is uh, GC 9 and Adel is at the Omniarch uh, and to round us out for the week do I have any parting words anything you'd like to push on people um as uh, Flavor Flav said it best, don't believe the hype. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Just gonna get my massive clock. And just <laughs> walk away like uh, this. Ciao. <laughs> just see you, just like walking yeah. out the door with your. It's just so heavy that it weighs you down. This hunchback just. <laughs> www.outoflives.net <laughs>